Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This insane granny is one of the craziest people that I've ever encountered on Reddit. Guys, lock in. This story is phenomenal. This is part one of a three-part series detailing the absolute horror that is this woman. Let's go. Mother-in-law in the wilds, the insane granny saga part one. Guys, this was originally posted on the 3rd of October, 2016. So this happened earlier today over the course of about three to four minutes. First of all, some relevant background. I broke my ankle and a few toes on opposite feet a few weeks ago. My cast was removed three weeks ago, so I'm mobile now and down to using just one crutch, mostly for balance. This has meant that my brother has been chauffeuring me around everywhere, including to and from work. He was running late today, so I wobbled my way down to a supermarket to grab milk, etc., and told him to pick me up outside the store at the little pickup drop-off point by the entrance. I was sitting on the bench outside the store when a wild mother-in-law appeared with her daughter-in-law and grandkids. Now, I'm not sure how old the kid was. I'm not good at judging kids' ages. But based on her stream of babbling, I don't think she could speak just yet. She was sitting in the little chair thing in the trolley and she seemed to be quite happy. The mother-in-law was an older woman who was walking slowly but seemed to be fine. The daughter-in-law parked the trolley and kid beside me and told the mother-in-law to wait here. She'll go and get the car so the mother-in-law didn't have to walk across the car park. From what I got from the conversation, the mother-in-law had been moaning about her feet and wanted to sit down. The daughter-in-law was trying to get her to sit on the bench and the mother-in-law was martyring herself. I promptly put a stop to all of that by offering the mother-in-law my dry part of the bench and moving further away to lean against the wall. She didn't even look at me before sitting down like she'd just been crowned. The daughter-in-law kissed the kid and told her, mummy will be back in a moment, you be good for granny and then we'll go for a fun ride in the car. The kid's happy and excited for the car ride and the mum disappears. As soon as the daughter-in-law was out of earshot, the mother-in-law turned to the kid and said, You're such a bad little girl. See, mummy's leaving you here. She's gone without you. No car for you. Cue the kid bursting into tears and screaming for her mum. Now, I'm not sure how much the kid understood of what the mother-in-law had said. It may have been all or she could have just understood the no car part. Either way, it's a trashy thing to say to your grandchild or any child, to be honest. I looked right at her and gave her the raised eyebrow look and some serious glaring, which probably gave away the fact that I'd heard her. She completely changed her tune then, loudly telling the kid that she was only joking and mummy will be right back, etc. Now, this didn't really have much effect on the kid and she was working herself into a right state. So the mother-in-law decided to take her out of the trolley seats. She plonked the screaming kid on her feet then turn back to sit on the bench. Now guys, this kid could have given Usain Bolt a run for his money. The moment she had her, not particularly stable, balance, she made a run for it, screaming for her mummy, straight towards the road. There was about 15 feet between the road and me, still leaning against the wall, and about half that between the kid and the road. In the time it took for me to realize the kid was heading for the road and that the mother-in-law hadn't seen anything, the kid had made it past the bollard. There are bollards outside shops in the UK. I'm not sure why, but I have theories. I have never moved so fast in my life. 
I managed to grab the kid and make it back to the pavement before my ankle realized that a full sprint this soon was so not a good idea. Neither of my legs were interested in supporting me after that, so I just sort of crumpled into a heap on the pavement with this kid. The next thing I know, the daughter-in-law is there taking the kid from me. It was her car that she'd run in front of. She was crying, the kid was crying, I was crying, it freaking hurt, and the mother-in-law was still sitting on the bench. Anyway, I blame it on the adrenaline and pain because normally I wouldn't get involved, but I told the daughter-in-law exactly what had happened, all of it. Even what the mother-in-law had said to the kid. When I left, the daughter-in-law was still screaming at her mother-in-law. So there we go then. That is the first post. Let's get straight into an update that was posted just one day later. Firstly, the ankle. It's sore, swollen, and bruised, but thankfully not rebroken. The doctor said it's badly sprained and will set my recovery back, but I don't need to go back into a cast. That's good to hear. So because I had an appointment with my physio this morning, I decided to wait for that instead of heading to A&E last night. Long story short, my physio was convinced that my ankle had rebroken and sent me up to x-ray. Physio department is in the hospital. A nurse or porter, I'm not sure what she was, stuck me in a wheelchair to take me and we got chatting. The nurse said, so how did you manage to hurt yourself this time around? Oh, I chased after a kid that ran into traffic. My God, how did that happen? When was this? Yesterday. And then I get ready to tell the story. Wait, was this at the supermarket located here? Said the nurse. Uh, yeah. Oh my God. That was my niece. That's right. The mother-in-law is her mother. Apparently her sister-in-law, so the daughter-in-law from yesterday, took off and left her mother-in-law, the nurse's mum, at the store yesterday. She's pretty sure her brother and her sister-in-law are now no contact as her sister-in-law has been pushing for no contact. But her brother, the daughter-in-law's husband, is a mummy's boy and had been reluctant. Guys, I apologize if the in-laws are getting a little bit confusing. This is all in relation to what is coming up though, so it kind of has to be this way. Stay with it. She is already no contact with her mother, just to confirm that is the crazy granny of this entire story. After she caught her pinching her newborn, she also told me that her niece is fine, but her sister-in-law got a big fright. Well, I'm not surprised. So there you go. It's a dang small world. I had a hundred questions for her, but thought that might be a bit rude. I'm not sure if I'd ever run into her again. It wasn't really clear where in the hospital she worked or what she actually does, but you never know. Well, one week later to the day, there's another update. So here we go. I really didn't expect to have an update for this again. I was pretty sure it was all over. I was wrong. I had another physio appointment today and ran into the kid's aunt again. It turns out she's trained to be a physio, so I'll probably see her a lot. After my appointment, she asked if she could talk to me. So we had a sit down and a chat. It turns out the insane granny has gone completely bananas. She's apparently got enough sense about her to realize that the kid's mum now has a damn good reason to go no contact along with the kid and could now probably convince her husband, the kid's dad, to go no contact too. So knowing she is probably about to be cut off, she made a preemptive strike against the kids mum and dad she called the police and told them about the incident in the original post except she completely changed the story according to her the kids mum was being mean and neglectful to the kid and the insane granny called her out on it which evolved into an argument while they were arguing that is when the kid ran off into the road the insane granny noticed and ran after her the kids mum then snatched the kid from granny and left the granny at the store 
No mention of me entirely. Based on how quickly things have moved, they think that Insane Granny told the police this story on the day of the incident, if not the day after. I'm not sure what the rules are around the world, but here in Scotland, the police have to investigate and they also have to inform social services, who then have to do an initial assessment talking to the kids school doctor and more basically there are a few compulsory boxes to be ticked before deciding whether or not to carry out a more in-depth investigation and there isn't much you can do to stop it so the police dropped in to visit the kids mum and dad last thursday the kids mum told her version of events but couldn't really give many specifics as she wasn't really there she only really knew what i told her so the police and presumably social services now have two conflicting reports one of which claims the involvement of a third party me the next day they received notice that social services would be in touch this has all lit a fire under the kid's dad's butt and he confronted the insane granny the highlights told to me at least include her end game is to get custody of the kid she hopes the kid's mum will be jailed and she admitted to lying to the police but is confident the kid's mum can't prove what actually happened because there's no way she'd be able to find me to corroborate the kid's aunt was told all this over the weekend and while everyone seems to be sure that both the police and social services won't find any problems they're understandably nervous The aunt didn't tell the kids mum and dad that she'd met me in the hospital for two reasons First she didn't actually have my permission to do so and definitely didn't have my permission to give out my contact details Basically the aunt asked if i'd be willing to give my side of the story to the police and social services And could the kids parents contact me i've agreed and the aunt is going to pass everything on to the kids parents Chances are they won't need me to do anything, but you never know I also pointed out that the security cameras for the store would have caught everything and that would probably be the police's first stop So the drama continues Okay, then and then just five days later. We got the third update to this story I'm sandra and i'm just the professional your small business was looking for but you didn't hire me because you didn't use linkedin jobs linkedin has professionals you can't find anywhere else including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role like me in a given month over 70 percent of linkedin users don't visit other leading job sites so if you're not looking on linkedin you'll miss out on great candidates like sandra start hiring professionals like a professional Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So things have gotten interesting. The kid's mom contacted me and we met up for coffee yesterday. She's a really nice lady who was under a lot of stress. I told her about r slash just no M-I-L. That's the subreddit that this story was originally posted on. And she said she'd have a browse, though I've got no idea if she was just being polite or not. She ended up a bit of a ranting mess, but I don't blame her to be honest. She did clear up a few things though. The big one being that the insane granny didn't call the police. She called a friend of hers who works in the social services. Insane granny gave this social services services friend her version of events and the friend officially reported the kid's mum that's how the police became involved social services contacted them as they most likely spearheaded by the social services friend though this is a speculation on the kid's parents part believe the kid to be in immediate danger the police have found that the kid is in no immediate danger but they're still investigating what happened at the store i'm going to give them my statement at some point next week and that should hopefully be the end of it Social service, on the other hand, is a totally different can of worms. Regardless of how they got involved, they still have to do an initial assessment and will also be investigating the incident at the store. From what the kid's mum told me, Insane Granny's social service friend is either pushing everything 
or is actually in charge of the investigation. So far, this social service friend has mostly been doing her job, though rather invasively. She is allowed to speak to all of the kids' parents' neighbors, co-workers, the kids' school, and the kids' doctor. What she isn't allowed to do is show up at the kids' parents' house with the insane granny to try to force a reconciliation. Apparently, insane granny really went for it with the manipulation and gaslighting in front of the social services friend. She seems to be trying to make the kid's mum look like the insane one. Between bouts of fake crying, she, one, acted concerned about the kid's mum's mental state, saying she must be hallucinating because she's remembering the incident wrong. Two, said that the kid should be placed in her, the insane granny's care, until all this nonsense is sorted. Three, asked her son, the kid's dad, how the divorce proceedings are going. They're not divorcing. She's just trying to make it look like they are to her friend. And four, told the kid's mum that she was glad she was feeling well enough to clean the house and asked her if she'd managed to feed the kid today. Oh, wow. When the parents pulled out their trump card, the fact that aunt is, and now there, in contact with me, the granny started fake crying and asking why aunt and kid's mum are lying to everyone that the kid's mum had dragged aunt into her delusion and that she the kid's mum needs help then she turned to her social services friend and told her that aunt and the kid's mum must be paying some poor homeless girl or student to lie for her i totally called that by the way i knew she was going to accuse me of lying or something similar at this point the kid's mum admits that she lost it at insane granny and was screaming at her to leave this was convincing enough for the social services friend and apparently the kid's dad to suggest to the kid's dad that he might want to have the kid's mum sectioned committed to a psychiatric facility once the social service friend and insane granny left the kid's parents argued the gist of it being that the kid's dad was sort of taken in by his mother's insane granny's claims she didn't tell me much about that just that he's sleeping in the guest room now wow i offered to speak to him but she rightly i suppose thinks that he should trust her without outside input yeah i agree to be fair you're telling me that he's believing his crazy mum, the insane granny over his wife i mean that's on him anyway i've advised her to contact social services herself and give them my contact information so there is an official paper trail and insane granny's social worker friend can't claim that she didn't know anything about me i've also told her to make a complaint about the social services friend but she's nervous that doing so right now might make things worse so that is where we are right now i doubt there'll be much to update about once i speak to social services and the police but the kids parents are going to keep me in the loop so if there's any more drama please don't let there be more drama i'll update again well guys there is a reason why this episode is titled as part one and as i said in the intro there is a lot more to come unfortunately there are a lot more updates i say unfortunately for us it's just getting started over the next two days you will see these next two parts and let me tell you you don't want any spoilers don't go and try and find the rest of the story right now just have a little bit of patience it's way too long to cover in just one episode but i thought i'd just expand it into three and that way you can think about it in the time off in between videos think what's gonna happen next let me tell you i haven't even read ahead myself too far i just know how long this entire story is and from what i can kind of see just having a little look it gets very very interesting so um yeah stay tuned but before we end today's episode first of all i owe you guys that have donated to my fundraiser link down below some shout outs as you can see we have now raised over three thousand three hundred pounds that means we are two thirds almost of the way to the target 
which is incredible. So then, on to the shoutouts. Anonymous says, keep up the awesome work. Thank you, my friend. Zale Dash just donates. Simple as that. By the way, you don't have to leave a message, guys. If you want to just donate anonymously or just with no message, you can. Link is down below. Jakobster, keep up with the great work. Just a small donation from Canada. Listening for maybe two years and it gets him through the school day. Good luck on the marathon. London must be a beautiful city to run through. I realized that Jakobster that I've assumed your gender. And I think that's because I'm thinking of an old footballer called Yakubu. But there you go. No matter what gender you are, thank you for the donations. And yes, I'm looking forward to running through the very center of the city. Sadie hopes their small donation helps. 20 euros is not a small donation, my friend. That's insane. I listen to the pod, so I won't see you in your Karen getup. I mean, you can come across. If you are listening on a podcast platform right now, the link to the Karen video is down in the description. Just go on your phone, go down the description, Click it and it'll be me and you'll see my face. You got to do it. I'm great crack. Good luck. Hope you meet your goal. Thank you very much. I wonder if you're from Ireland. Spoonie Doll, Mind Goose and Trashy Panda. Our mental health family thanks you for your efforts. Watch every day and binge a bunch of the long ones on bad days. Thank you. Much love from our little family. Lovely message. Thank you so much for the $10. Yarid, I don't know how to pronounce it. Might be right. This is a great thing that I'm doing. Thank you very much. Here's some help from Manitoba, Canada. Love the Canadian ones, by the way. I don't know, something about Canada. I've only been there once. Lovely country. Thank you very much. Datboy Epic, thanks for being a YouTuber. I remember when I was sick in bed and could do nothing but listen to the vids. Keep up the great work. Well, I'm glad that I could help you from afar during that troubling time. And it's good that you're still here to tell the tale. I say this with no idea of how bad your sickness was. Probably just a little flu. There you go. Thanks to the seven. Meg, good luck on the marathon, Jack. You're doing a wonderful thing. From your granny fan in Cali, up the grannies. That's what I say. My granny is a big fan. So Meg, maybe you should get in contact with her. She is English, which you might hate. But you like me, so maybe you'll like her. Thank you very much for $25. Very kind. Lee Yu, love your work, Jack. Wish I could go to London to cheer you on. P.S. My friend is your spitting image, beard and all. I want to see a photo, Lee Yu. I really do. Thanks for the cash. Hermit with cats. Don't shave the beard. Seriously, major beard envy. Really? It doesn't even connect, guys. It's not that good. Come on. And also, it means the hair's going. You know, it might have the beard, but the hair's on its way. Anyway, good luck. While you're busy training, I'll be on the couch with the cats, marathoning your vids. Derek S., very clever very clever indeed and to be fair i don't know how many hours of content are on my channel right now it must be like thousands and thousands of hours that is a marathon in itself no doubt about that anonymous hopes to see me make the goal of 5k for charity jake thanks anonymous you're lucky you're anonymous or i do you in my friend nut can't do much but wants to show support from thailand might be our first thai donation very very sick been subscribed to the channel for a couple of years now I'm amazing, Jack. Yes, that is your real nickname, by the way. Nut is a very cool nickname. It's also very cool that you've been subbed for so long and from Thailand. Thank you, my friend. Nichelle is back. Wow, unbelievable support from Nichelle. I don't know how many times she's donated, but legend. Redditor, thank you so much for the positive videos and laughs. I hope you have pics or vids of the run. Ooh, me too, you know. I hope that I will. I'll definitely have pictures, that's for sure. Vids. I'll be relying on people in the crowd to video me. So if you are one of those people, do it. You'll definitely be able to spot me amongst the 30,000 other runners. I mean, give it a go. To all those donated and will, thank you and you're awesome. Jack, you're amazing too. Yeah, absolute legends, guys. Any of you donated, how many donations have we got now? 191 supporters. Wow, that is 190 more than I thought we'd get. I mean, I knew I'd always support myself, but that's incredible, I've got to say. Rhiannon. 
hijacking the shout out to tell my beautiful fiance Maddie that I love her. How lovely is that? The shout out doesn't even need to be relevant to anything. It can just be a lovely personal message. And that is one of those. Rhiannon, legend, Maddie, legend. Um, I hope you have a lovely wedding. And also, when can I expect my invites? See you there. And finally, Angelica from Texas. Loves the vids, listens every single day, and even named their dog Jack. Are you saying that I have dog-like tendencies? Because let me tell you, I have been called a golden retriever in my time. Make it that what you will. Your charity means a lot to me as my son and I both struggle with autism. Wow, thank you for all you do. There you go. Glad it is very personal to you and your son. Legend for the five. And I'd love to come to Texas one day. With that all being said, that is going to do it for the donations. So then guys, that is it for the episode. Thank you again, all of you who have donated. If you want to get involved, the link to that is down in the description on whatever platform you're on. As I mentioned earlier, stay tuned tomorrow and the day after for part two and part three of this series. It's going to get a little bit hectic. So make sure you're subbed with notifications on. If you're here after a day, the videos are up on screen already. How lucky are you? Watch them now. 